Welcome to another No Gear Required, which I have here with me, a friend of mine, which I haven't seen him for a while, but I follow him around, my friend Dean McDermott. How it's, are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a while, huh? It's been some time. It's and, been uh, too long. But I'm glad you're here, Jay. Thanks for having me. It's great to see Jay. You guys, you guys have not changed or aged at all. Like it's been a good four years, three or four years. You guys have. You guys look exactly Man. the same. We're, In fact, uh, you look younger. We have we have a good makeup people yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Hair dye is not that expensive, you know. Oh, it's got to be the jujitsu. It's got to be the jujitsu keeping you young. Man, and uh, it's you have a pretty interesting life, man. Uh, Originally from Canada, yeah, right? from Toronto, Canada. Yep. And let me start with this. What is the cooking in your life? I think you're you're chef. The cooking in my life. Yeah, it's funny. You can you can call me a chef or a, a cook. I went to culinary school, um, and uh, I've I've always loved cooking. Cooking's been in my life since I was about eight or nine. My mom believed that to be a proper gentleman, you had to know how to cook and clean. <laughs> so she taught me both. So I'm really good at cleaning, at house cleaning, but I fell in love with cooking. So uh, we would make Betty Crocker box cakes, right? And that's where we started. And, you know, we'd sit and watch a Carol Burnett show. And, and so it, it, it started these great memories that I still have to this day. And I, and I connected how cooking and family and memories all go together. So I just started cooking at at the age uh, eight or nine like i said and was experimenting with different things and then when i was oh geez how old was i i think <laughs> i went back to culinary i went to culinary school when i was 43 oh, I so that's really a passion for you it is yeah, it is and, and and you know sort of grinding it out as an actor you know you need money right to survive so being a cook in various restaurants enabled me set, yeah. to do that. So I'd work nights and have my days free for auditions. And, and I loved it. I loved it. And, and I know uh, you end up, I think, uh, winning some shows as a, trying as a cooking, right? I did. I did. Uh, I was on Rachel versus Guy Celebrity Cook-Off, and I was on Guy Fieri's team. And uh, I won, and I got Guy his first win. And that's when things really started to, to take off. Um, Guy had me on his uh, show, Guy's Big Bite, and I did Paula Deen's show, and then I started The Gourmet Dad. I started uh, that website. I started that cookbook, and then Chop Canada came along. So I hosted Chop Canada for two years. So oh, it really, awesome, really man. took off. And, and I noticed, too, I, I read something about that you also cooking to make food for kids more interesting right as attracting kids to eat right that was the uh that was the gourmet dad that's how that started so i'm sure you guys are the same right oh. growing up you yeah. ate what your parents ate <laughs> yeah right yes. or you went to bed hungry yeah yeah, yeah. well not these kids today <laughs> and and i have a small army right i've got i've got six kids oh my goodness so, i don't know how you do it uh, oh man <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Maybe that's why you guys you look are so good. You were a black belt, man. <laughs> you're a black belt, six kids, and, and still yeah, they, smiling, looking young. They should give <laughs> out belts for parenthood. I would be a black belt, wouldn't I? Well, I have no doubt. You'd be a coral belt. <laughs> yeah, man. Coral the best black belt. <laughs> so I got I got tired of being a short order cook because you know this one wants butter noodles and that one wants you know nuggets and so oh I was my like, listen. Goodness you're going to eat what we're going to eat. So I'd, I'd make an adult recipe and then I'd take out a few things here and there to make it more kid friendly and then get a little more creative with it. I'd, you know, I'd make landscapes and different things like that for the kids. And so we were eating the same thing and I was cooking the same thing. I didn't have, I wasn't chained to the kitchen. I, I don't know. I, I think as I growing up, I remember every Sunday going to grandma's house mm. to have the whole family, even cousins and everybody. Yeah. On the food time, that's yep. when the whole family get together. I used to love going to my Aunt Marion's on Sunday. And I had that feeling that you are able to produce that today with own kids. Well, you know, it's it's really tough with everybody's schedule. And of course, you know, the advent of the, the cell phone and the internet and stuff, it's really distracting and, and, and pulls the family apart. So I'm really, really trying to keep the Sunday dinner going because I loved it. We'd go to my Aunt Marion's and she she was famous for her macaroni and ground beef and tomatoes, <laughs> which I'm sure we've all had, but it was it was just the memories. Taste different. Yeah. Like when you go, taste, somehow <laughs> tastes different. Do you guys notice that if you cook something for yourself, 
Like, you could cook a grilled cheese sandwich, and then Jay could make a grilled cheese sandwich, and Jay's is going to taste better than the one that you made. Yeah. Like, it doesn't taste the same when you cook for yourself. But when somebody else cooks for you, it's amazing. All my mom's cooking is like that. That's the thing, you know. I, I always tell her every once in a while, I'm like, I'm going to... I'll, the next time I come down, I want you to make this for me. Just make a big thing of it, and I want to take it home because yeah. I try, and it just it never it's comes not out the same. The same. Yeah. No. yeah, it's so funny. Is uh, you know, I like to go to friends' houses for dinner, and they're like, "Oh my god, I uh, I don't want." I, I can't cook for you. You're a chef. I'm like, no, listen, like craft dinner and hot dogs. It, I love it because you're doing it, not me. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't exactly. have to be fancy, but it, it's, you know, it's, I think it's different because, you know, that person puts their personality and their effort and their time and love into whatever they're making. And it just, I don't know, something about it just makes it taste different. And, and, and definitely like cooking and in the meal time, it brings so many good memories from our childhood until today and our kids i'm sure your kids will have those memories having, i'm trying i'm trying you see they're gonna your, your grandkids you go hey grandpa used to cook like this yep. uh, it would be awesome that's yeah. something that we all have those memories definitely yeah. you know what I'm, I'm doing is uh i i just got jamie oliver's uh cookbook five ingredients and he has all these amazing jamie oliver's fantastic in fact he's it always inspires me to get back into cooking. Whenever I kind of fall out of grace of cooking and I'm tired of it, I'll pick up a Jamie Oliver book and I'm right back in. So he came out with this book, Five Ingredients, These Amazing Dishes. So every weekend, um, one kid gets to pick Saturday's uh, dinner and dessert. Whoa, and that's really And then another cool. kid gets to pick uh, Sunday's dinner and dessert. So we're going to go through the whole book. I'm going to cook the whole the whole book. This is awesome. And the kids help you to cook. My daughter, Stella, she's 12 now. And uh, she loves to bake. Wow, she's yeah. 12. She wants to be a baker. I know. Like, I, I was, How old was she when she was here? I, I just, well, the, the funny story <laughs> that I just, I'll never forget. I, Mike and I are running the kids program and Marcel, the academy manager, comes up and goes, Jen, I want to introduce you to Stella and Liam and... You know they're they're gonna try out the class. I'm like, okay, great. And they come out, sweet kids, and they just they jump right in, and everything's good. And then I go home that night, and I walk in the living room, and I look on the TV, and they're on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! And I go, what are, you, what are you watching, honey? And it was the show. It was your guys' show. And I'm like, I know those kids. That's you know? funny. It was so funny. But yeah, I so I went on your Instagram when I found out you were gonna be on the show, and I'm like. I can't believe how much they've I know. grown up. It's crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. Liam's 13 now. And uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm so bummed. It broke my heart when they stopped <laughs> jujitsu because one, I thought, especially Stella, Stella has incredible balance. And, you know, when I put her in ice hockey, she was great. When I put her in boxing, she was great. When gymnast, she was great. But they just, they quit. I was like, no, not jujitsu, not <laughs> hockey, no. <laughs> they'll, they'll find their way back to something if it pulls them. They will, they will. yeah, yeah. And it's and it's hard because, you know, I, I, I've got to a point in my life where I, I know how great, you know, team sports are. I know how great individual sports are. And I just want them to experience it. And it's like, I got to step back. And like you said, they'll find their way. Yeah. But yeah. you want to push them so hard I know, I know. because you're like, listen, I've lived through this. This is great. Do it. But you can't. And man, and, and interesting too is on the course of your life, on, on your career, you've been done so many things on the entertainment. I've had it. Yeah, I've had a good run. I've been at it for 34 years. I've been at it for a long time. Man, and uh, I always just mentioned that. The YouTube that you put it out, especially at the time we're living today, the quarantine bunch. <laughs> I went to watch. It was so funny. That was that was fun. That was fun and a great idea because that was that was just when the quarantine hit. Um, so it was pretty new with all these these quarantine shows, and uh, they approached me to uh, to be a part of it, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to, but you know, they were they were all child actors, and it's like I wasn't a child actor. <laughs> Uh, so I came up with this this character, um, Ricky Pritchard, who was in this like obscure Scottish TV show. He was a child star, um, and it was it was so much fun. It was so much fun, and everybody in it was so great. And then we actually, I totally this, I totally forgot about it. We did um, another quarantine show with the whole family called Celebrity Show Off. Now I don't know if you saw that, but it was um, we had to come up with five minutes of content each week so we had to write a script light it shoot it shop the wardrobe and everybody on board 
and and everybody was on board and we had so much fun so it was uh it, it was uh kevin smith the director kevin smith it was jason mraz um rumor willis uh so everybody had to you know make their five minute videos so we decided to kind of recreate and spoof different shows um, so at one point we spoofed 90210 <laughs> and Tori played all the characters <laughs> and then we spoofed horror movies. So we actually, we ended up winning. We actually wow, won. Yeah. Cool. It came down to Tori, team Tori and, uh, Kevin Smith and, and we won, but it was, it was a lot of great stuff has kind of come out of quarantine yeah. as hard as it yeah. was forces you to um, adapt. Yeah. And like Jay was talking, like this, this. Sh this show was born out of quarantine, which is, which is fantastic. It was such a need also because people watching too much TV, yeah. but not every content on TV is something that we want to watch. Yeah. And have those ideas that you, you're part of, man, was incredible, that took us from real, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And make everybody come together. Well, it, that is exactly. I mean, I think this is great. Um, just, I feel great. I'm actually talking to adults <laughs> other than my wife. Like, I feel like I'm out on like a date or something. Like, this is really special. Like, I'm speaking to grownups. This is amazing. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to turn on the radio or, you know, and, and listen to a podcast and listen to people chat. Because <laughs> we're not doing that. Man, and, and, and how it's for you, Dean, because... Six kids, man. It's something that rare in today's time. Yeah. And for Very. for someone to have six kids, a family like that, it must be a lot of love. Because you gotta love the kids, you gotta love your family because it's very challenging as a human being. How has that been for you? And especially because I noticed that you use that entertainment to get all this time and I'm, I'm pretty much sure the kids are having a tough time but they're having a great time too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real mix of everything. Um, you know, the, it's very frustrating for the kids uh, in school right now. You know, it's frustrating for the parents, it's frustrating for the teachers yeah. because it's it's uncharted territory. Yeah. Like we've never done this before. So um, being on a uh, computer for four or five hours well, a day is really tough. But then, you know, we get to do something like, you know, celebrity show off where, you know, all the kids got to dress up and be part of a show. Um, and then, you you know, you talked about the love and, and you know, kids are frustrating. Kids are so frustrating. And, you know, you want to kill them. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's you have that love's got to be there or it's it, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, and. You know, we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of hard times. Like I've, we were talking earlier, I turned into a teacher like overnight. And as frustrating as that is, and we knock heads and clash, you know, clash heads. It's it's been a lot of fun to spend that much time yeah. with your kids. Like it really is kind of a blessing because if you're working nine to five or in the entertainment business, you know, you're pulling down fourteen hour days. You're not seeing your kids as much. So this quarantine is really, you know force the families to to sort of sit down, spend a lot of time with each other. And really, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's one of the really good things about the quarantine is is it's given everybody an opportunity to spend really, really quality time with their family. And man, I wanna on the let's go back a little bit on the cooking, which uh is there any favorite direction in terms of the food like italian food or any france or any other place or you make just a mix of your own creation in a lot of things well it's it's a mix of everything i was trained in 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 french cuisine um one of my favorites is italian i'd love to go oh, to man. italy and it's stage <laughs> at a restaurant in italy um but uh you know jamie oliver i love the way jamie oliver cooks um, it's sort of, it's anything and everything it's influenced Italian, Asian, like, but it's, it's fresh farm to table really, I guess, I guess you could say rustic, but it's just, it's how, you know, normal people eat, you know, exactly. I love, I love my Gordon Ramsay cookbooks, but it's, you know, real, it's a little higher end, <laughs> you know, but I just love Jamie Oliver cause it's just everyday great stuff that, you know, you can get in your local supermarket. That's you don't have true. to go to a specialty store. Yeah. Is there any plate that you kind of name after you, your own creation? 
I'm sure you have Philo. You think I would by now, right? That's a really good question. <laughs> the signature plate. Yes. The, the Dino. I, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I will wait for that one. Like, well, okay, man. <laughs> uh, I get, you know, I make a really nice pasta la queca. Uh, I could call that one the Dino. Uh, time <laughs> to go. Yeah. Um, I, I have a nice signature duck dish I do. Oh, I know. Man. Now you got me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have Philo of them. I never thought like that was my creation. I'm going to yeah. I never even, it's, it's the simplest things, right? You don't think of, okay, now I'm going to have to start naming <laughs> my dishes. That's the new hashtags. Yep. <laughs> the Dino. Man. And as a, as my curiosity on that, man, take me to, because I saw so many things you already done on the entertainment parts in so many movies. And now you are, I'm guessing the new. Well, I've got a, I've, yeah, I've got a new show. Um, right now it just airs in Canada on the CBC and it's called Pretty Hard Cases. It's a one hour police procedural comedy and it uh, follows two female detectives. And uh, it's, it's really funny that it's a really beautiful mix of comedy and drama. They've done such a good job with it. Uh, we're on episode four right now and we're looking, we're hoping to get a US network soon. Oh man, I hope so. Because, because I uh... think, uh, I think it would be great here. It's. Uh, did you watch Shit's Creek at all? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was you know, CBC, um, and uh, really funny. And just, I mean, Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, there's yeah, Catherine yeah. O'Hare. They're so amazing. <laughs> um, and you know, I'd I'd put our show up against them. You know, any day. I think it's really good. I think it's really funny. So we really need a U.S. network because I think it'll be a hit in the states. And I think we have such a need of more shows because. This type to make people laugh, yeah. to make people have a good time. And this this show, like I said, it's just a real beautiful mix of comedy and drama. Like you'll fall in love with the two lead characters, uh, Meredith McNeil and Adrian Seymour. Adrian Seymour was in uh, Orange Is the New Black. Okay. And Meredith McNeil is a Canadian actress who uh, did the Baroness Von Sketch Show. Uh, and all all the listeners out there, go on YouTube and and search Baroness Von Sketch Show. She's so funny. She is so <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't know if funny. I don't know if I've seen it, but I've heard of oh it. Oh my gosh. And the dr the dramatic moments that she has in the show. I've always believed that comedians are great dramatic actors. Um, you know, we've seen Bill Murray do it. We've seen Robin Williams do it countless times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jim Carrey, yeah. John Candy, like I just think Comedians make great dramatic actors, and she's proving me right again. It's just, she's fantastic. That's true, man. All the comedians, they are such a and you're incredible doing, job. And you're doing stand-up too, right? Yeah, I just, I was doing stand-up for about a year. Yeah, I uh, finally, it was something, that's the whole reason I got into the business, <laughs> is I wanted to be a stand-up. Okay. Yeah, my uh, my dad brought home this eight track. I'm really dating myself. <laughs> I had I have I, well, I my parents had them. Don't yeah. ever do that. My parents had them. <laughs> so he shows up. He shows up with his eight track of Gene Tracy. Now Gene Tracy was a truck stop comedian. So you think you know early late sixties early seventies, and he would tour the South and hit all these truck stops. So think of how dangerous truck stops were back then, right? So he's going into these really gnarly truck stops and and he's doing his his comedy uh, stuff and filthy. Like I heard things that no <laughs> no eight year old nine year old should hear, but what I noticed was how it made people feel like we'd have neighbors over to listen to the Gene Tracy a track. And, uh, and some of it was racially charged and, and we had some African American neighbors over and it was like, you think that they would be offended, but you know, it, they laughed and I was like, wow, that's amazing how this guy can one entertain, he can touch on subjects that are really, really taboo and, and make people laugh and come together. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I got into Richard Pryor and then Bob Newhart, uh, Eddie Murphy. And then when I saw Rob Williams, I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Because that's, you know, I, I came across Rob Williams when he was doing stand up and started to get into movies. So I was like, okay, that'd be great. But I never, ever got up on stage. I, I, I was like, I, 
I was like, I don't know how to write a joke. I don't know my ass from my elbow. Like I'm, you know, I got in the business when I was 19. I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? So I found it easier to to do other people's writing. So it it worked out great. But uh, at 53, I I just got up on stage and met a friend, uh, Adam Hunter. He's a great comedian. I met him through Russell Peters. Oh, Russell. Yeah, I know yeah, Russell perfect. from Toronto, so I met Adam through Russell. And uh, Adam said, look, I got a comedy gig every Tuesday. If you ever want to get up, you know, you got to fulfill your dream. So he kept hounding me. <laughs> you going to go up? You going to go up? You going to go up? I'm like, fine. So I wrote five minutes, and I was hooked. Yeah, Russell was here yesterday training. Yeah, he can he can live without jiu-jitsu anymore, Russell. He's it, so funny. I love Russell. Man, it's a yeah, funny story. Is. How how we end up here with so with through Instagram. It's messaged me and back and forth. It's like, are you actually Russell Peters? That's funny. <laughs> I want to train jujitsu. Okay, I'll meet you tomorrow at one o'clock, and then he shows up. Well, that's how I found out about you. Is through I follow Joe Rogan, right? So I was like, oh well, if Joe Rogan goes to Jajak, he must be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And then I came in and met you, and I was like, oh, what a nice guy. And then I read all about you. I was like, oh, man, I've gone to the best. <laughs> no, man, it's, uh, I think we're blessed here in the school. We have the kind of people that came by, and I think we continue to have that friendship. It was about to ask this is, in the stand-up, how the creation of the subjects or what you're going to talk comes to you? How you, because I was asking Russ, and he has his own way, and, I'm asking you, like, I'm just thinking, how can I make a joke or something funny? How, yeah, how that comes to you on your everyday something? I don't know. It's it's funny, you know. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, okay, I've committed to doing five minutes <laughs> on my friend's show. Like, how do I write a joke? So he just said, you know, just start writing down things that you think are are funny. So I'd write down some things and and I'd write a joke and it ended up being like half a page. <laughs> or just one joke. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. You got to you got to pare that down to a sentence." So once you kind of get into, you know, sort of learning how to write a joke, they kind of you start looking at the world a little differently. So then the jokes come easier than not actually, you know, being in it and doing it. When you're on the outside, it looks like it's impossible. I can't do this. But once you get in and start doing it and, and learning a little bit of the craft, it comes. It does come easier. But it's it's still hard for me. Even though I have six kids, I have a lot to pull from. <laughs> oh my I still have a hard time finding things funny. <laughs> like I and I and I tend to go really dirty. That's. <laughs> Hence, Gene Tracy, the influence there of Gene you Tracy. That's your creative right. inspiration. So uh, I've been told to <laughs> tone it down a lot. But, uh, you know, it's it's. I wish I could answer your question more succinctly, but I'm still learning. Man, it's, uh, it's on your life like this is on the entertainment, a lot of things. Is there any favorite or a particular moment that marked you towards like a turning point or a learning lesson or something? Um, I have a great, uh, I had a great talk with Brian Dennehy. Um, we were in Vancouver and I, I was a guest on a TV show he was doing out there and we were playing doctors. So we we're sitting around a table like this and we we're waiting for the next setup. And somebody said, you know, Mr. Dennehy, what's the secret to success? And he said, perseverance. He said, if you just stay in the game, you'll work. Just stick it out. You're going to go through some really lean times, and then you're going to go through some great times, and it's going to fluctuate, and then you, you know, then it's going to hit. He said, "Here I am at like 34, driving truck, going, I'm going to be a big actor. I'm going to be in a big actor." And he just stuck it out, and and you know, he's had a great career. So I thought that was really cool. That's something that we we do use a lot in martial arts. To when I get good, you got to keep in the line, and you're going to get there. Because it, because it's, it is, it's easy to get frustrated and give up. Oh, it's. A, I think it's a lot more things throwing at you yeah. to give up than actually encourage you to do it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. agreed, agreed. Exactly. That's and why you have to be. You have to have some element of a support system. People that can just kind of like get, get behind you, push yeah. you, encourage you. Yeah. Absolutely. Because too many people are just. Eh, well, you know, it's a dream, but it's no. It's right. if you have it in your heart, you just gotta like. 
and it's unfortunate, but sometimes you have to kind of filter people out of your life. Yep. That if you don't support this, I need to be around. Yep. Like always the secret for most people is you want to surround yourself by people who are doing better than you. Yeah. You know, cause that kind of pushes you. It's like, no, I I'm, I'm sleeping. I got to keep moving. Yeah. I find that with my golf game. <laughs> you <laughs> play with better <laughs> golfers and you play a better game. <laughs> my jujitsu too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I, I I do want to say the one thing you know my experience here with my kids, and and in the gym here is is it's just such a great environment. It's you know when when you walk into any gym, you know uh, just a regular weight gym or MMA or, or jujitsu, this it can be intimidating, you know. And there's a lot of people in you know some in the gyms that are put out a vibe of like. It's so friendly here. It's so family friendly here. And the kids had the best time. And it's just so positive being in this environment. So you've I, kudos to you, sir, for having an incredible, no, incredible th gym. Thank you. I think it's um, the lineage that I have, the process that I end up going. I never thought I would be a jiu-jitsu instructor. Never in my life. But suddenly when I look back, it's like, I'm already here. Right. And I never noticed I was doing this. I never one day in my life felt that I'm going to work. When I come to this school, man, I'm going to see my friends, right. having a great time. We share our stories. And evidently the process of myself learning, and I'm learning with every student in my school every day. I tell them that they, to me, I have a very rich library. Mm. Each student to me is like a book. And so much. That's and I'm cool. here listening from you. And uh, through your life experience, I want to, Always, and everyone that's listening as we take something like, wow, and that's something that Dean said there, it stick with me. And besides, what was your favorite character that you play? You have so many things that you did. <laughs> and I'm sure you have more than one. I'm sure that. But what was your favorite one? Like, no, I have an amazing time here. One of, one of my favorite characters, and, and I'm kind of playing a, a similar character in this in this new show, Pretty Hard Cases, um, when I did Due South, um, I got to play a doofus Mountie. Um, and, you know, he just messed everything up. As, you know, he tried his best, but he just ended up messing everything up. Uh, and that was one of my favorite shows to work on. I'd still be working on it today if we were still around. That was, geez, 20 years ago. Um, but uh, in pretty hard cases, I played Detective Barry Ham, and I'm that same kind of doofus. I, I mess <laughs> things up. I say the wrong things. I I insult people. I'm misogynistic, <laughs> and and my name's Barry Ham. I know, I like, <laughs> and I call myself the Hammer. You know, so <laughs> so I'm having a blast playing this character. I love I love roles where I can be self-deprecating. I just I don't know. There's so much fun to make fun of yourself. Yeah, I just love that. Yeah, just that uh, um, <laughs> being able to step outside, step outside yourself, and yeah. just yeah, and that's... just have fun with your imperfections, and <laughs> why not? And and how many in those characters that has something that it can be either way from Dean? Which character has something that? This is me for oh, real. This is me, right, right, and right. Some right. of the characters. Well, oh, this is me at home. Right. Um, pretty much all of them. There's always, well, except for like if I play a murderer. <laughs> if I'm a killer, no. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's always a little bit of, of me in, uh, in my characters. And I'm a real goof at heart. Like, I love to just. I don't like having serious conversations. <laughs> I just like to goof around, and um, so there's a lot of a lot of me in this this new character, Detective oh, I mean, Ham. It's great because and then it feels like I'm at home. It's I just want to be me, and I'm sure it's incredible. and that's that's the best thing. It's oh. like I'm just I'm just going on set. I'm showing up on set and just <laughs> being me, you know. And then how many points and how many places can I just be, you know, Goofy Dean? So I'm going through the script. <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah, I can do that. I can be Goofy. Yeah, here, here. and it's just so much fun. Oh, man. Now, how are you? Uh, how are you, like we've asked obviously about the family. How are you managing the quarantine and all that? Like, are you working out, running? I know you play hockey. No, but no, and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I play a lot of ice hockey. I've been uh, fortunate to uh, to be playing twice a week. Because that's a. I used to play, and that's a 
That's an it's amazing a great game. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a great game. But you know, I've been having, I've been off for three weeks now because uh, I threw my back out. Uh, I've got a herniated disc in my lower back, and it's been, yeah, it's been bugging me. So I got to, I got to strengthen my core. I got to strengthen my core. So anything to help me strengthen my core, guys, give me some tips. <laughs> um, just because when my core goes, because I have been working out a lot, um, my core goes, then my back follows. And uh, so I got to straighten that out. And before quarantine, I was uh, teaching boxing over at Tap Out in Woodland Hills. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I had this class. It was at noon every day. It was called the Lunch Punch. And uh, I'd, I'd put on my gear and we'd do one-way sparring. I'd get in the ring with you. You could hit me, but I wouldn't hit you back. Because, you know, you can hit a heavy bag all day long. Yes. But when you try to hit a moving target... <laughs> It's a game changer. Yeah. So um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was, you know, I was getting paid to, to get in shape uh, and just have fun with with these clients and, uh, and and teach them boxing. And again, you know, they were they were used to just hitting a heavy bag, and they were like, "I'd love to see their eyes bug out." And, you know. <laughs> slip a punch and like oh wow hey, this they is go different to you. hey you're not supposed to move <laughs> yeah i know and then, so it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun but the gym changed ownership um so i i i got away from it but i i miss it i really do miss it yeah we all miss you know and everything right now hopefully and hope i miss my waistline <laughs> <laughs> i've got the quarantine 15 going i have that question very common to everyone and uh I kind of got a feeling that I know a little bit the answer, but who is Dean McDorm? Oh, oh boy, <laughs> that's that's a heavy question, John Jock. That's Come heavy. Come on, man. Who is Dean McDermott? Uh, wow, I'm a dad, husband, a goofball, a great guy. I like to have fun. I have moments in life where I'm lost. We all do. Yeah. I have moments of real self-doubt and depression. Um, and I have great moments on my own with my kids, with my wife. I'm just a real mixed bag. <laughs> you know, I'm a real mixed bag. I, um, but if I were to, if I were to, sum it up in, in a shorter answer than that who is dean mcdermott uh dean mcdermott is searching for a good life for myself and my kids and it's 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 not easy especially in this town <laughs> you know um people are quick to criticize things that you do as an individual or as a parent um but yeah Searching. I'm a I'm a I'm a an explorer. That's what I am. I'm an explorer. Explorer of happiness. There we go. And I think we all have and can fit exactly on the answer that you just gave. And we are always in search of what's the best for my family, what's the best for my kids, what's the best mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. And we're searching one day to be in a certain level. But yes, we have a bump road. <laughs> and it's easy for people outside point fingers. And my uncle, that's funny, he used to say, like, see, when somebody points a finger to you, he has three fingers back to them. Yep. Yeah, pointing back. You understand? Oh, it's easy to point at you, but, oh, they stop yeah, right away. I love that one. I love That's one of my favorites. You see? <laughs> but DM is, man, what is out there for you? What else do you want to explore? I mean, I see acting, comedy, cooking. A dad, a husband. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have your plate full. Yeah. The one thing that I would like to add on to that plate is more ice hockey. I'd love to play every day. Is, is that like almost mandatory? You're born in Canada. You got to play <laughs> hockey. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't know how to skate. Because in Brazil, I know you have to play soccer. Right. If it's, you don't yeah. play soccer, so don't kick play the soccer, ball, yeah, something's wrong with you. Yeah, you're not a net. You're not. You're not. A but nationalist. I noticed that in every single person that I know from Canada, hockey. Yeah, um, it's our game. You know, it really is. And uh, you know, I sound biased, <laughs> but I think it is one of the best sports. Not not to you know dump on any other sports, but if you just think about it, you're locked into an arena like a gladiator on a sheet of ice 
on two thin blades and you have to control a puck at the end of a stick try and get it from one end to the other and put it in their net while somebody's trying to take your head off like there's a level of precision and technique yeah i played it for many years and my brother and i both we we would do clinics and i remember we we had a we did one clinic with a gentleman who i'm gonna date myself he tried out one of his things on his resume was he tried out and didn't make the team the winnipeg jets okay this guy was just unbelievable like i mean the things that he was teaching us and then you you watch you know us play and we played division three i mean we weren't right. just you weren't, you weren't a slouch yeah we yeah. we played okay and then you go and you watch pros it's it takes unbelievable. it takes me six strides to go one in six or seven strides one yeah. in the, and there are three strides are there yeah. Yeah, you know, an eighty mile an hour slap shot, and yeah. just and you you can see you're probably of the age you can see how the game has changed. Oh yeah, yeah, right. It's so fast now. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's so amazing. fast. And I don't think you you do not know that about me, but I did play hockey in Brazil, did not you? ice hockey. Oh, it's street was hockey. A, yes, street hockey. And it wasn't a puck. Was a was <laughs> in Brazil. Was a ball. And we have the arena. Yeah, it's not like a street hockey. Was on the old roller skaters. Yeah, and I almost became professional playing really? hockey. Oh, I love it! I love it. Awesome. What position did you play? Uh, we have just four players, right? I used right. to be the captain of the team on the back, the guy that distributed the ball. No, I was the one actually the brain on the team. I felt like almost like a quarterback. Okay, the center maybe. Yeah, and I'm not sure how I can qualify that in the position, but that was my. Because we play sometimes four guys like this, and sometimes is we change the square, right. go this way. So maybe a, a rushing, I, rushing. Defense I was, man. I was the one. I don't know. But what, what about you? What position? Left defense. Yeah, I was. Defenseman. I was and, left. My brother was right. Oh, We're awesome! D, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a great position. I wanted to be a goalie because when uh, we we played street hockey, I was always the goalie, and I was a really good goalie, and I wanted to I wanted to be. You know, the next uh -huh. Chico Resch. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, uh, a goalie, but we couldn't afford goalie equipment. <laughs> yeah, that's an expensive sport, <laughs> I grew up, too. Yeah, I grew up, uh, we grew up poor, so I couldn't afford the goalie equipment. So I ended up playing defense, and I block a lot of shots. Because I like that. <laughs> I like getting hit with pucks. It's weird. <laughs> I love that thunk. Yeah, no, it's a it's an amazing sport. I, I, I miss it. Um, just life kind of when's the last time you played oh it's been years actually the, this funny story so mike and i played for many many years over in burbank at the pickwick and then uh we he stopped before me then i started to teach here my jujitsu i started it started to become a career right so i followed this kind of pattern like i can't risk getting hurt right. if i'm going to be doing this but our old coach called us like a year later he's like hey you want to do a pickup game? And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just kind of past that now. And he goes, it'll be at the back then. He goes, it's the Arrowhead Pond. So I'm like, really? Pickwick now, is that the one? Yeah, in Burbank. Okay. Yeah. But this, he said, it's at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim. Oh, okay. And he goes, it'll be right after a game. And I'm like, okay, you know, sign me up. So yeah. we got to park. We went under the stadium. And I'll never forget this. We went in the dressing room. The Anaheim players had all cleared out. So we're throwing on our gear and then we're waiting for them to let us in the stadium and out comes, oh God, I'm going to butcher his name, Scotty, the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman and all the Detroit Red Wings oh, are wow. walking out with their suits on. They're like yeah. leaving. Right. And they're just thumbs upping us, patting us on the shoulders That's and walking so cool. out. And then they open the gate. This is how we used to dress. <laughs> it's a roller skate. Yeah, yeah. That's his... Wow. Uh, I was. I love that game hockey. That's I felt That's so awesome. familiar with. And you're on roller skates. Yes, roller skate was different. Wow. And uh, I mean, would, I was national champ and all this whole thing, but. And I, that's a funny thing. When I tried to skate in, in ice, I, I was okay, evidently not professional, but it was really fun. I hope one day I can actually practice and play hockey. Oh, you guys, yeah, that'll be that awesome. Would be great. We should get we should get Jean Jacques out. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm down to. I wouldn't check him though, but I'm I'm down. No, 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 but because <laughs> he tied you up. But in the, the rules the rules are deep. In Brazil, you cannot do what you do nicely for sure. I would sure. love to see. I would love to see you in full hockey gear in, in an armbar. <laughs> no. But yeah, I got, I got to skate on the. They opened the thing, and the, the crowd had cleared out, but we skated on the. the 
Pro That's, League Ice, and yeah, but that was probably man, fifteen years ago. I did that about four years ago uh, at the Staples Center, and it was before a Kings game. Uh, it was this great deal. It was like 200, 250 bucks. You get to skate before the game, and you get two tickets, two hot dogs, and two beers, after, <laughs> and you can watch the game afterwards. It was the best. It was the best. But the thing I love about hockey players is you you know you you hit on it. You know, the the team was leaving while you guys were getting ready to go and play, and like you're a mixed bag of players, right? But the but hockey players, it doesn't matter. Like, these guys are elite. These are yeah, professionals yeah, yeah. giving high fives and thumbs up to, like, a bunch of beer leaguers. I <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. There was, I love it was, that. It was, it was, I mean, we were all, like, our jaws just dropped, you yeah. know. I'm like, oh, my God. This before, we didn't have smartphones. And otherwise, right. we would have just Tons of pictures. And right? maybe that's why they were so friendly with us, because they figured, okay, they'll, <laughs> they'll leave us alone. Right. But, yeah. Well, we have to get out. Do you have gear still? <sighs> I have my skates. I have my stick. I don't know if I still have gear. Is it a wood stick? No, aluminum. Oh, yeah. Aluminum. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're still dating yourself, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't bear myself to get rid of it. Actually, I... No, I, keep it. Is it one of the aluminum Eastons? Yeah. Oh, no, don't get rid of it. Yeah, I had a... I had a... When, when I, I built my... I built a little mini John Jock in my house, in my garage, and I gutted my garage, and I had that stick. I mean, he has a mat at his house. You go, there's awesome. like a, it's like a miniature gym. Yeah, it looks like just, this like, one. just like this. <laughs> just small. But I, I was throwing out all kinds of things and donating things, and then my wife looks at me, and she's, she's looking at the stick like, is this going out too? Goodwill, no. what are you going to do? And I'm like, no, this yeah, stays. That stays. Yeah, this. Oh, we have to get you out on the ice. Be fun. That would be, be fun. fun. Just have to put a, a helmet. I guess oh, I got to protect. Man. I'm going to be the one all protected from <laughs> what you guys. Your feet? What's, what's, <laughs> ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay, my skates won't fit you, but we'll get it's, we'll get uh, you geared up. Yeah, it was funny because I took my daughter another day to. She was like, "Daddy, can you take me to ice?" It's like, man, my first time. I'm not sure, and I felt okay. I was able to hold. I don't need those little bars to hold. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. well, I, we, we, we have one of our representatives visit us from Australia in uh, 19. And they stayed, they stayed with me for two weeks. And he, he brought his son. And his son wanted to learn how to ice skate. So I took him to the Pickwick. And I grabbed my skates. And first couple of laps, I was like a little... Oh. But then towards the end, yeah. I'm skating backwards. I'm spinning around. It was like it just it just yeah. came and, right back. So and one of the cool images I have from Canada, growing up in Brazil, we don't have snow. Right. And I was in Toronto, even in winter, and everything was white. And a lot of the Christmas movie I saw as a kid, Christmas in Brazil is summertime, mm -hmm. and Christmas there it's cold. And this was the coolest. I was driving around, I'm not sure which neighborhood. Then I saw a lot of lights on. The father, I'm sure, made a little spot with ice. And he put one spot for one child to be in goalie and the other one playing around and Just playing a little, hockey a little backyard, in their right? front yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I said, man, I got to stop and I filmed that. I said, man, this is so awesome. But I'm talking about kids. Yeah. I don't know, three years old. Yep. So little. Oh, yeah. That's I, said, nice. That's... I felt like this is a cartoon. Like, is that real? Yeah. As soon as you start to walk, you get a real hockey stick put in That's your hand. kind of like you with, was, when you're, when you're, like you with jujitsu. Man, but that are. was so amazing because they made that right in yeah. front of the house and you see the other kids watching, waiting for their turn. And I see those because it was a big place, but we're playing hockey. Like that is amazing. Now, now they have companies that'll come out and do a really nice rink in your backyard. When my friend in Toronto got his tennis court turned into a full size rink, uh, so cool. Yeah, they take they take their hockey pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, when you crawl, you get like a little mini stick, <laughs> and then when you start to walk, you get a real. I mean, you have hockey stick. in your blood since. I mean, that never leaves you. See, here in LA, very warm, still find a and place. That's the best. That's the best is to walk out of the yeah. arena in February <laughs> in shorts and flip flops. Like, it's just such a great feeling. <laughs> Instead of like walking out of the rink after you've showered and your hair freezes yeah. when you Freezing. step outside. Oh, man, this is incredible. 
Well, Demis, Jay, how, what can we do to start bringing this gentleman back to the mats, man? Get him on the I'm ice. I'm sure we'll fix his back right away. Yeah, it would. Hey, <laughs> Jiu-jitsu on ice. <laughs> um, you know, I would love, I would love to come back. I really would. I miss it. I miss it. And I will I really miss do. you. And I got, and I got a confession to make. When I think it was my second class, and you know everyone's doing the things, and then Jean Jacques comes out and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to demonstrate this move." Dean, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, he's going to demonstrate a move on me. <laughs> so <laughs> I forget what I forget what, what it was, but I was on my back, and. He, <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you got on top of me and you said move down a bit and as I moved down a bit I farted <laughs> but you couldn't hear it and I was like okay 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 he didn't hear it he didn't hear it please don't smell please don't smell and it smelled so bad and you didn't flinch you didn't <laughs> and I was like oh my god I know he smelled it I'm like I know he smelled it he just, he just be nice <laughs> <laughs> I think I showed the technique pretty quick. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really quick demonstration. So they just one take. That's it. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> you know, fortunately, not a fun, but this is something common that happens. A lot of guys. All the time. Right. It, it's kind time. of a part of the, no one like worries anymore. No. This just cut you off guard. I remember, oh my gosh, we were, we're again doing something and then I hear uh, like, what is that noise <laughs> like, and I look that. over and somebody is out because <laughs> he didn't tap out and I was like uh, Jean-Jacques because <laughs> nobody was like every, they were just kind of looking at this guy I'm like this guy and Jean-Jacques comes over hey he's out hey I'm like this is normal yeah. <laughs> it, it is and it's not yeah, it's not you know? But uh, people, when see that for the first time, they might be in shock. No, it's something. If you don't do anything, the person wakes up, and you can move them. Then yeah, makes it was that just process so funny quicker. To say, hey, you fell asleep. <laughs> hey, and I was like, oh, okay, I, this I, happens all the time. I always ask about the dream. It's amazing. They go out for three seconds. They have hours of dream. Really? Yeah. yeah you feel like you're asleep seconds, for eight hours. Really? Then you go, hey, tell me about your dream, and they look at you like. How do you, How know? Did you know? Yes. Wow, really? <laughs> That's interesting. But I don't recommend it to do that at home. No. Okay? No. Then you need somebody to supervise and no. Well, when the kids are acting <laughs> up, it's like, come on, go sleep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, well, I would be... love I would definitely love to come back. I'd love to have uh, you back for sure. It's it's such a it's I, I love MMA. I love I love martial arts and I just I I think I'm due to come back. And, and the thing is, it's important that we train and um, we evidently is a full contact style, but very rare somebody actually gets hurt mm -hmm. because we take the impact out mm -hmm. and really becomes the distance and makes a lot less, we'd say, we're going to have a lot less chance to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And the what more you, you learn, the less you're going to, be in a situation to hurt yourself or somebody right. else. Well, what would you suggest I, I do or not do with a lower back injury? You know those big balls that you can you can play with mm -hmm. that, like almost like massage your back. Right. You lie on the back, then you lie on your stomach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't sometimes do not know, but riding a bike is an amazing thing for your core. I used to road bike a all the time, and I got away is from it. Incredible! That helps a lot. But I meant in training. Like if I were, if we were to go down there now and do some stuff, like what, what would you avoid if you got a, you know, a tender you, back? You need, you need to stretch, evidently. But the amazing thing in jujitsu is uh, sometimes you don't realize the moment you lie on your back. Most of the time, you have your feet off the floor, which is a constantly exercise for your core. You're basically doing sit-ups. But not realizing you're doing sit-ups. You're doing sit-ups, right. Yes. I mean, anything that you do on your back, lie down, and you have your feet off the floor moving, yes, you, you'll you be helping a lot the front okay. and consequently your back, for sure. But riding a bicycle, I think, would be an incredible thing. 
All right, you I'm coming you? back. You would have noticed. I'm warning you, I'm coming back. <laughs> Good. Look <Okay>. out. <laughs> the gloves are off. We're, we're happy that he's coming back, but not really, man. Yeah, it's, right. not a, it's not right. a little guy, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, don't come back gassy. <laughs> Stay away. Skip that class. <laughs> Dim is... What what's your plans now? What is out there for you? I know you're in the show right now on the fourth episode and what's out there for you? What's is Well, is I'm ahead? just I'm just uh I'm still unplugging away, you know. Uh I've had some really great auditions this week. Um and I'm hoping for season two of Pretty Hard Cases. Man, I have um, no doubt it's gonna have to, waiting to find out. Season two, three and four and I think oh, it's from your lips to God's ears. I know so I just we hope that we get that over here. Yes, that's what watch. I I really hope because it's a really good show. Netflix really or is. one of them pick it up, you yeah. know. Cuz uh, Well, I and I noticed there's another show uh, called Kim's Convenience. Uh and uh it's on Netflix. They've got about 5 seasons under their belt. So, I think I think right now because we're only 10 episodes, mm -hmm. a lot of networks are like, mm, "I don't want to buy just 10." So, you know, they 20, 30 episodes is more and attractive. Also, so if we get second season, that's going to be more attractive yeah, for to, sure. to buyers. So. And it's all filmed there in Canada. It's all filmed in Toronto. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Man, I can't believe I were able to get this guy to be here with us, man. Yeah, I that's love you guys. Long. You guys are awesome. so awesome, man. It's an honor to be on. Well, then, honor. Th thank you for get some time and be here with us and visit us and uh, share just a little bit of so many things that in a such short period of his life yeah, <laughs> so many stories so many <laughs> stories to tell part two coming yes we'd love man to have back and I uh, wish all the best on the new show and um, again it's it's gonna take off for uh, sure well thank you thank well, you for having me on it's great to see you guys uh, great to reconnect and uh, I look forward to this next chapter with you guys awesome. for sure and, and uh, we, we need it and um, can't wait me too thank, thank you, you. Thanks for having me our on. best to, your, to you and the family thank you guys and to you too Thank you. Thank you.